taking a look back at the 2021 NFL draft, we've seen all the fifth year options for the 2020 class. What about that first round of 2021 projecting out those fifth year options? And just a reminder of what a draft class just two years ago looks like now in the NFL. Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start diving deeper into the 2023 draft, division by division, coming up on Monday's episode of Peacock and Williamson. But um, it was fun doing the look back of 2020, Mm -hmm. going through all the fifth-year options that were picked up, and it was suggested by some listeners out there that, Maybe we uh, project out 2021 and take a peek at that draft class as well. So we're going to do that on today's episode of Peacock and Williamson, the 2021 draft, famously with uh, uh, a lot of quarterbacks at the top, much like 2023. That was the Trevor Lawrence draft. And doesn't it seem like Joe Burrow, Matt, has been in the NFL an eternity longer than Trevor Lawrence, even though yeah, right. only, there were back-to-back draft classes 2020 and 2021? I think it's really interesting to do this exercise and I'm excited to talk through it with you because I really enjoyed and thought it was enlightening going through the fifth year options and to you know, come up with only 12, 12 and a half, if you count love out of 32 get picked up, you know, so it's just not for long, you know, I mean, things change so quickly in this league and a lot of these guys that we're going to talk about today so much of their story isn't even written, but that's not necessarily a good thing. You better start writing soon, or that book is thrown right. away. Because know? yeah, if the uh, if uh, if there's too many twists and the team can't tell what how that story might end, you're not going to get that option picked up. And with the salary cap right. jumping, those fifth year options are going to continue to jump in in future seasons as well. But Trevor Lawrence, I think, pretty safe and is a slam dunk. They're picking up that option, even if no doubt. Too, I mean, I can't imagine how bad he would have to play. An injury wouldn't even scare him away this year. Right. It's it would have to be such bad play, something crazy off the field. Uh, there's really no chance that Trevor Lawrence's doesn't get picked up. I mean, I hate to say this, but if he blows out his knee in minicamp, doesn't play a snap this year, they still are in. You know, I mean, oh, no he, doubt. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's a done deal, I think. And I think he's now it, I'm excited for Sando's quarterback tiers and some of these. I might even put a top 32 quarterback list together. I think he's a top 10 guy already and certainly ascending. And we only have two-thirds of the picture here because after three seasons, teams have to make a decision on that fifth year. Mm-hmm. And we've only seen two of those seasons for a lot of these quarterbacks. And the second pick, it couldn't be more different. It would be a shock right now if Zach Wilson does something with Aaron Rodgers now in town with the Jets, unless he's traded out, ends up somewhere, and completely turns his career around from what we've seen from the first two years. There's no chance that Zach Wilson's fifth-year option gets picked up. I think it's easier than Lawrence getting picked up you know i mean he's been so bad i mean worse than his predecessor darnold with the jets who they didn't even consider picking up his option so maybe this rogers thing is good for him as a person as a quarterback but i can't imagine him putting enough tape together for the jets to ever say wow we gotta pick this up it's so expensive to pay him too and there's a lot of guarantees right, so right, right. I don't know if he can really end up on another team 
That, that's right. tough to trade. That's tough to trade as well. Uh, Trey Lance is interesting at number three. The 49ers famously traded up from number 12 to number three. Still haven't picked in the first round since then. Uh, and Trey Lance has only played about four games in his NFL career. Sat year one behind Jimmy Garoppolo, had a little spot duty in year one as a rookie, then broke his ankle in week early in week two, and that was it for his sophomore season. So we really don't know a lot about Trey Lance. Then Brock Purdy shows up and kind of wins the job. So Trey Lance is is not in the same bucket as Zach Wilson where he's put all this bad tape out there, but he's putting no tape out there. So he's going to have to put out some tape, and if he doesn't start over with Brock Purdy, he's not going to get his fifth-year option picked up. So a couple questions for you. I mean, do you know where Purdy is in his uh, recovery right now? Yes. And Okay, let's start there. So Purdy's recovery is uh, projected three months, you know, 12 weeks after surgery is when he can start throwing. And John Lynch was on local radio yesterday and basically said he's on that path. And they had, they had to push right. back because of swelling. They had to push back that surgery date, which is really key because the six months from the original surgery date in February is going to put him right about training camp. So he's on schedule. He's supposed to start throwing here, which is in another month. He's two months out of his surgery. He's going to start lobbing the ball around, working on his uh, throwing program at the 12-week mark, which is the three-month mark, supposed to be pretty much ready to go at around the six-month mark, but they don't know. Maybe it's closer to five. Maybe it's more like seven or eight. So could be well into the season before he's ready. Could be right about that final preseason week before the season starts. Mm. Is around the six months. In fact, exactly six months from the day he got surgery is the day the season begins week one for the 49ers. So. Okay. That's and he's on pace right now. So I would guess that he starts to get cleared after camp practices, after the preseason, but somewhere near and maybe before week one in that little extra period before the season starts. Okay. And he will be the starter if he's ready, correct? That's how they say That's what it. I thought, they're yeah. gonna have to see him. Kyle did say he's gonna have to see him practice, and he does say that Trey has a shot. And so we'll see. Trey has to put together a really nice offseason, really nice camp and preseason. And if this is where it gets nuts because all it takes is a couple weeks. And if Trey looks great, I don't know how you can go to Purdy. Right, right. So the, the, it does get really interesting there. And then okay. Sam Darnold throws a whole wrench in the works as well. Do you think they fielded offers for Lance? I thought there was a really good chance he was going to get traded. Yes. And when he didn't, I was curious, did the teams that know him well, namely the Titans, you know, teams like that, just not like him? You know, or it's, do you it's think a, the price was expensive? It's a huge question. I think uh, it's kind of all of the above. And okay, basically, John John Lynch confirmed. He's like, yeah, we did get offers, but we're not trying to. We're not shopping him. And I have a feeling that their asking price was higher than any team wanted to meet. Clearly, okay. still on the 49ers. Uh, and clearly, the the team the the team that has folks that know him the best, like the Texans and. Rand Carthon, who was in the front office that drafted him exactly with Tennessee, they went and got different quarterbacks. And so uh, maybe yeah. if maybe if Will Levis doesn't fall to the second round, is that pick now the 49ers right now? And Trey Lance is in Tennessee. Yeah. I don't know. Right, right. Okay. And again, I can understand going after a rookie. You know, you, get, you buy a couple of years and you don't have this conversation for a while longer until the fifth year stuff. But I almost feel like best chance for Lance is the Jordan Love move. And maybe that being a predecessor might help his chances of hanging out a year longer. You know, I mean, if he spins his wheels for a while or, you know, take, I mean, maybe they extend him at the end and he doesn't hit the, the fifth year window. 
it's maybe it's so tough with Lance because he was such a unique prospect because of how little he played anyway. And he's right. so talented. Like the 49ers should be rooting for him to win the job because he's more physically talented than the other quarterbacks. If right. Right. Head on the ceiling. He's better than Purdy, better than, you know, Darnold, whatever, better than whoever they're going to have. He just hasn't played. So he needs to play. So if he doesn't play with 49ers, he should be, his agent should be c- calling everybody and causing a ruckus to try to get him traded out somewhere he can play. Like he needs to play this year. Exactly. Career with no matter who he's going to be on, you know, no matter what happens after post fifth year option. That's why I brought up Love because going into this stage of Love's career, hadn't played at all. I mean, not even his fault. And I feel like Lance has to get out of there or win the starting job, even if it's a trade deadline deal. You know, if Purdy's clearly yeah. the one, if he demands a trade and the Raiders say, we'll give you a third for him and give it a shot. Oh, okay. I mean, I think he has to do it. Right, and at that point, his value would be even lower because he didn't win the job, mm-hmm. and you know it'd be worth another. Kyle Pitts, interesting pick four, and yeah. man, this is one that you thought was safe. You thought he's such a dynamic athlete, and he really hasn't put up the numbers that that were expected. Um, tight ends don't make a ton, so the dollar won't be as high as. Say, I think a that's what works favored. That's why I think he's probably a yes because tight ends are. 11 million. So I think that's about where the number was this year. So maybe it's 12 by his time. And I think he gets a bad rap because any of us, including myself that had him on their fantasy team hates him much more than he deserves. I mean, cause the one year he didn't score a touchdown, but had a thousand yards. I mean, and then this past year he gets hurt and was overdrafted in fantasy, but by, by yours truly in particular, I had him ranked ahead of Kelsey. I, he was my tight end one. I'm not giving up on him though. I mean, I still think he's special. He's a guy that felt like not score a touchdown, by the way. I, mean, I think that's awesome offensive coordinating uh, problem more so than it's a Kyle Pitts problem. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, he's built to do everything. Right? <laughs> How is that not the thing he's the best at in the world? <laughs> right. Sonic, Florida, right? Um, all right, next, we've got pick five through 32. We'll get through these. And um, uh, my official opinion on Kyle Pitts is, is it's a wait and see. He, he, needs a, he needs a year three that looks like something, and then you pick that up. Yeah, but I would another frustrating that. year would hurt him, or another injury plagued year would hurt. Yeah, oh, right, right. Then it's yeah. a no for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. teetering on the fence. Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, some more wide receivers coming up, and Michael Parsons, who's changing his body to be no longer the LB. He is the DE now for officially the Dallas Cowboys next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Built Bar. You're looking for that high protein, low calorie, low sugar snack. Then built bar built bars for you, man. And uh, of course, you're looking for that type of a snack. And how about these flavors at Built Bar? Because it is the best tasting protein bar, not only on the market now, but on the market ever. Flavors like cookie dough chunk puff, animal cookie bar, a peanut butter puff, some of the newest flavors there, cookie dough strip bar. And how do they make these flavors uh, with such low calories? I don't know how they do it, but they are magicians and they are amazing and they taste fantastic. And even if you want a little smaller bites, they've got some uh, mini bite built bar puffs that you can get uh, brownie batter puff, mint brownie puff, only 80 calories and eight grams of protein in the built puff bites. So, I mean, we're talking tons of flavors, tons of varieties. Get yourself a mixed box of built bars. If you're not sure what flavor you want to try, I always recommend the old fashioned peanut butter bar. Uh, I love that one. It's still my favorite. It's one of the OGs, but you can find your favorites at built.com and you can find them on store shelves as well, like your local Walmart and Sam's club. Walk into Walmart today, 
Go to the pharmacy section, find four bar boxes of flavors like cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. And at Sam's Club, you can grab a 13-bar box of hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. And then you can thank us later. And, of course, find everything at Built.com. So Jamar Chase was the fifth pick in the 2021 NFL draft. That has gone swimmingly for the Cincinnati Bengals, and that is an auto fifth-year yeah. option pickup. The easiest one of all, probably, including Lawrence. I mean, right there with that. I mean, one of the best receivers in the league. Pretty easy for Jalen Waddell as well, who's been I think so. uh, yeah. fantastic for the uh, the Dolphins out of Alabama. I mean, especially if Tyree Kill does retire in two years like he plans and all that. You know, you don't want to lose both. So, yeah, easy one. It's becoming clear that there's going to be more fifth-year options picked up from the 2021 draft than the 2020 draft, right? I mean, unless there's some disastrous year threes here. I think, but there's some interesting Although, ones to talk about. The, yeah, the top of the draft start off, start off hot, you know, with with three or four right out of the gate, but maybe that's going to slow down here. What about Panay Sewell, the seventh pick by the Lions in 2020? Yes, I think he's an easy yes, too. I think he's quickly becoming a top-five tackle. You got back-to-back corners. Remember, this was the famous part of the draft where it was like, well, of course, the Panthers are going to take Justin Fields here, right? Or and if they don't, the Broncos are. Went cornerback, cornerback. The The Panthers traded for pre-draft Sam Darnold uh, and ended up drafting J.C. Horn at corner, then picked nine. The uh, Denver Broncos ended up drafting a cornerback, Patrick Sertan, and then went a different direction, trading for a quarterback later. And we all know how that's going right now for the Denver Broncos. People fired. Uh, but... Um, what do you think about the fifth-year options for the cornerbacks, J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan? Sertan's easy. He's been awesome. Yeah. That's a pickup for sure. Some injuries, J.C. Horn, maybe not as clear. Yeah, I think that one's foggy. I mean, I like what I've seen. I think there's a lot of talent there. They're an ascending team, you hope. But if you had to make that decision right this second, probably not. But he needs to have a good year. Right, and he has that opportunity because you yeah, know unfortunately yeah. he missed his entire rookie season because of of injury, and you know so then you, you can't expect him to be an All Pro in his first ever action once he finally gets on the field in year two. So now year three is big for him. Devontae Smith, the tenth pick in the draft, uh, Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver has been very nice, been more of a of Robin to AJ Brown's Batman after last year, but man, he's been fantastic himself. Yeah, he's a really good player. I don't know that it's an easy one slam dunk. I mean, if he happened to slow down this year and you got Hertz's contract, you know, that eating up a lot of space, they can't be as free spending as they've been. But he's a yes. That would be more of a you pick up the fifth year option, then you trade him before that option dollar hits the next year or something like that. Maybe something along those lines. Rather yeah. than not picking it up, I would think. Uh, Justin Fields. To be determined. <laughs> He's it's to be determined. He needs to continue to build on what we saw last year. If they had to make the determination right now, clearly after trading out of the top spot and getting a different quarterback, they would pick it up. If you had to do it after two years, we'll see what it looks like after three years. I have a feeling it's going to be a, a pretty easy option to pick up with the way his career has gone, but he does have some, uh, some ground to make up from, you know, just operating from the pocket as a quarterback. We know the athleticism and the arm is there. I'm so a believer. I think he's an underrated passer accuracy guy um but it, this is pivotal for him i mean is he he would get like two a money i assume which i think was like 25 million i mean i guess that's worth it considering what he brings to the table but what if the bears which isn't a very loaded roster what if they're five and 12 this year well then maybe i'm just well, going if, to the draft you know yeah if they end up with the number one or two pick and end up having an opportunity for a quarterback and that probably means justin fields either was hurt 
or if they're not play well, right. there might be your answer. And, and so, you might, and you have the Panthers pick too. I mean, you might look at this next class and be right. like, yeah, I'm going to go to door number two. Yep. It is a possibility. And yeah, you mentioned the accuracy, the deep accuracy is there. Justin Fields, like the easiest part of playing quarterback, I call it easy, like as if any of it's easy, but the easiest <laughs> right. part of playing quarterback, you should be able to just get that three step drop and, and get the mm -hmm. ball out to, you know, in the short to intermediate area. And if he fills in that part of his donut, you know, it's a big hole in the donut. He fills that up. I mean, you are jamming because he can make the elite throws and he's an elite athlete. So this is a little convoluted, but I went back and looked at the Bears fields his rookie year two years ago because that was Allen Robinson's last year with Chicago. So after the Steelers traded for Robinson, I studied that offense about as bad of an offense as I've ever seen it's schematically and just in terms of dysfunction. And then last year, he had really had very, very little around him. So you can excuse away what hasn't gone well for him to this point, mm -hmm. too, you know. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And by far the best roster and, you know, year two with the same group uh, of coaches. So that'll be really important for Justin Fields. I, I expect him to take off. Yeah, I, I, I think he's a breakout candidate. Not just for like um, fantasy, Michael Parsons you know? broke out very early oh, in yeah. his career and is now officially an edge rusher and is even putting on weight to compete as a defensive end now for the Dallas Cowboys. What do you think about the weight gain for Micah Parsons? And obviously that's an easy option to pick up for them. I hate the weight gain. I, in that why change anything? You're a top five defensive player, but I'm being kind. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm being harsh on him. He might be number one. Why do anything different? I mean, just keep working out like you're working out. And if you naturally put on a couple pounds, great. But don't go out of your way to say, I'm going to add 10 or 15 pounds because I'm a DN now. I mean, I wouldn't change a thing. He's not a small guy. No. So, it's, yeah, there's be, be, continue to be great. How about that? <laughs> yeah, right. Just keep it up. I don't care what letters are after your name on the depth chart. Right. And I think like almost 90% of his snaps last year were on the edge. You know, like this I mean, he's an edge rusher. Everyone knows it. So, you know, right, right, right. Five pounds is okay, but I, I don't want to see like 20 pounds on him. Right, right, right. I don't want you looking like Reggie White out there, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, Rashawn Slater, Chargers offensive lineman. This was a really good draft at the top, man. Yeah, I mean, last year doesn't help his cause, but he's a very good player. I would be shocked if Slater isn't picked up. I mean, he's a hit. He's a, he's a player. He's a yeah. If injuries, you know, derail his career, that's one thing. But if, you know, he plays, he's going to get that option picked up as a franchise left tackle. This next one's interesting, though. Yeah. Elijah think, Tucker, he was yeah. the 14th pick by the Jets in 2021 out of USC. He also is a hit. But, you know, last year before he got hurt, he kicked out the tackle and played quite well. He did that at USC. And where I'm going with this is just like we talked about the other day, paying guards fifth-year money is a flaw in the system. You know, you're giving them tackle money. But he's a really good guard. So it's going to be the same option dollars for Rashawn Slater, who's a left tackle, is right. Rosemary Tucker, who's going to be a penny soul, you know. So maybe you try to extend him the second you can and make a deal that everybody's happy with because that's a little hairier than it should be because nobody yeah. did anything wrong. Unless there's Pro Bowls in there that, that yeah, move guys around to different, uh, you know, tiers of that fifth year option system. What do you think this next guy? Mac Jones at 15. If it had to be picked yeah. up today, it would be a no. Yeah, no. Based on them trying to trade him and, and you know, word out of uh, New England that they like Bailey Zappi just about as much. But I have a feeling after, you know, rethinking their offensive coordinator stuff and Bill O'Brien in there, uh, it's going to look a little bit different and more like his rookie year than it was his sophomore year. So Mac Jones is definitely to be determined. Huge year for his career. Yes. I mean, 
again, I, I often say this, especially about quarterbacks, that I could be the prosecuting attorney or I could be the defending attorney for these guys. You know, like if I'm defending Mac, I'm like, this guy really did not have a chance to succeed last year. You know, like that was uh, almost any quarterback would have really struggled under those circumstances. But if, if on the other attorney, I would say your rookie year was nice, but not good enough for me to pick up the fifth year option. So you still have to have your best year, for, you know, either way. Right. Either way, you would still yeah. have to have your best year. And look, Mac Jones, I don't know what it's like to be around him or what his personality is like inside the building. But if he was mm -hmm. upset about what happened last year, he has every right to be because I would. Of be. course. Yeah. I mean, if Brady said it, it would be like, oh, Tom's right. You know, and I understand there's some different cachet there, but I would be frustrated, too, if I was Mac Jones. We start off pretty hot with some projecting it some of these fifth year options here. next year, but uh, we might hit a little bit of a skid starting with uh, Zayvon Collins, 16th pick in the draft linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals. They just um, declined the, the linebacker they took in 2020, his fifth year options. They went back to back linebackers, very interesting, oddly built linebackers. What about Zayvon Collins first couple of years, Matt? He's got to have a blow up year. I mean, he's had a hard time seeing the field, too. They haven't used him well. He's not an impact player. I mean, no. Yeah, you got to impact, too, uh, especially for the off-ball linebackers. We've seen, what, three of the last ten, not or only three of the last ten picked up for off-ball linebackers in the first round. Alex Leatherwood, that is a nope. big no. 18th pick. Uh, that was by the Raiders, by the way, and uh, the Raiders had a really rough time drafting around this area of their history. Uh, Jalen Phillips, Dolphins defensive end. That's probably a no right now, but I think that's a yes. I think he's like one of the most underrated guys in the league. Okay. And ascending. I mean, I, I think he's pro bowl-ish, you know, and well, right. shock Pro Bowl year this year would 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 definitely make that a, a would huge definitely make that. The There's off. one aspect of this exercise I meant to mention two days ago that I just want to throw in there. If you pick it up, it's guaranteed. So let's say you draft a dude at 30 that should have got drafted at 15, but he had medical red flags, and your doctor's telling you this guy's hanging on by a thread. That might be you know, a, a reason you don't pick up the fifth year because it's guaranteed if you don't expect them to stay healthy, you know? Right. And it's such a, a long time before that fifth year. So you pick yeah. it up even before year four starts. So there's gonna be a whole right. other year that could really change how you feel about picking up that fifth year option. And we've seen some teams with quarterbacks like Sam Darnold and uh, Baker Mayfield. You picked up those options, right? Like, oh, as a quarterback, we'll pick up that option. And they're like, oh God, I don't know about this $18 million now once you get to year five. Right. And the guy's and I got to pay it no matter what. All right, next, we're going to finish up round one of 2021. Yeah, kind of looking here. back at the, the, some hits and misses. Um, a lot of hits early, some some misses late in the round. Projecting out what those fifth-year option decisions might look like next year. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to the everydayers. What's coming up next on Peacock and Williamson? Deep dives on the 2023 NFL Draft division by division, team by team. Starting Monday. Okay, Matt. Here we go. What pick are we on here? We are on pick number two, 19. Jamin Davis, yeah. Well, linebacker out of Kentucky. Um, I really can't even recall yeah. seeing him on the football field in this first couple of years. Yeah, I thought he played okay. I think he missed some time. Pretty nondescript first two seasons. Would have to blow up to even consider it. Is he still even on the roster? Yeah, yeah. He is. He is. Okay. Yeah. I think he was injured part of the year when he was starting to look good, but 
it's amazing we're having this conversation and we're this nondescript about him. Right. Like, I don't remember seeing any plays he's made in his NFL career. It's pretty wild. <laughs> number 19 overall pick. Canaries Tony's already on his second team. He's on the uh, uh, Kansas City Chief Chiefs now, yeah. now after being drafted by the Giants at pick 20. Um, resurrecting his career a little bit, but for wide receiver money, not an option to be picked up. I think not. I mean, an underreported story is look how bad the Chiefs wide receivers are. I mean, it's it's Hill, it's Valdez Scantling, or not Hill. I mean, it's uh, the kid they draft, Sky Moore, Valdez Scantling, and the draft pick that I thought they overdrafted this year, um, Rasheed Rice. That's a wide right. receivers right now. So Tony might get peppered with targets, but I still can't imagine a world where it gets picked up. He would have to have that, you know, Debo Samuel breakout right, season in that right. gadgety sort of a way where it's like, okay, he's doing everything for this offense, which is possible. He's a talented guy. Yeah. But probably reliables could be though, too. Right. Yeah. Quiddy Pay has been a big disappointment for the uh the Indianapolis Colts who drafted him 21 overall in 2021, defensive end for Michigan. Could he have a 12 sack year and make you consider it? Possibly, but that's what would have to happen, and that seems unlikely. Uh, one of those players who dropped because of injury, super talented Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech in the 2021 draft, went to no the chance. Titans at pick 22, and those injuries followed him into the NFL. No chance, right. I mean, he's never on the field either, so he can't do it. Christian Derrissaw, tackle for the Minnesota Vikings, pick 23 out of Virginia Tech, back-to-back Virginia Tech uh, players, by the way, in the uh, 2021 draft. What do you think Vikings' decision on Derrissaw is? I think you lean towards yes. I think he keeps getting better. I think he's their best lineman. Uh, their offensive numbers are much better with him in the game. Man, except for Leatherwood, this offensive line class is pretty good. Right. And, you, I mean, you're talking about a starting tackle. Uh, you're probably going to pick that up, and especially if it's at a, a level where he's played a lot of snaps, maybe no Pro Bowls to put him in a you know the, the really highest tier of what tackle money would be. I think that's a very likely yes mm-hmm. option to yeah, be picked yeah. up, especially with what we're seeing with some tackles that are getting paid um, you know, in free agency as well. So what do you think of these next two? Running back. Uh, you never draft a running back in the first round. <laughs> the fifth-year option. So we got uh, Steelers' Najee Harris. Uh, who's been good, and Travis Etienne has been good for the Jaguars back-to-back 24 and 25 here. These these are interesting ones, and it depends on what yeah. that, that dollar ends up being. It, it's it's funny because they go have a Pro Bowl season, and maybe it makes it less likely, but is it still more likely because the, the fifth-year option isn't going to be big? So if you're still a starting player and a good player at running back, I think it's still likely that your option will get picked up. It's that if mm-hmm. you're not a – if you're not a clear starter, like this is our dude, then that's when you definitely don't pick it up. I mean, so Edwards Alaire, who obviously didn't go to a Pro Bowl, was right around $5 million, which was way less than anyone else in the exercise we did. So let's just say it's even $7 million for these guys. Then I think the answer is yes. And especially in Harris's case, you pick it up, run the guy into the ground, and then just send him on his way. And yeah, Maybe even uh, maybe even franchise tag him if it's still get in one the more, million yeah. dollar range, too. Right? Yeah, and he doesn't make many, much money, and his body gets beat to hell, and so be it. Don't be a running back, you know? Um, but I think both players have been a little bit disappointing in that Harris isn't as explosive as I expected, and ATN doesn't offer as much in the passing game as I expected. Right. They were talking about making him a running back. Or making him a wide receiver. Well, that was what's his face, though. That was. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> but he had a nice year, and and he's yeah. they cleared the way for him, and he's the guy. So they both have good seasons. They both get picked up. Um, I think so. And if they don't, then maybe not. Yeah. 
The rest of these are a little hairy. Greg Newsom, I expected more from in his Browns career to date. And there was rumors that he was being uh, shopped around draft time. And that's probably an indication that his fifth year option would not get picked up by the Browns. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he stinks. I mean, Browns fans might be like, I like Newsom, but you gotta be pretty good to get this thing picked up a guaranteed money for a corner. I lean towards no, probably for the rest of these guys, to be honest with you. Uh, Bateman, I think could very easily go the other way and have a big year. He he's could. Talented. He just had some injuries uh, and get that. I like him a lot. Up, but he, that has to happen for it for him this year for, for that to, for that to be the case, the 27th pick by the Ravens in 2021. Yeah. I, I love the pick. I, I feel bad for him. He hasn't been on the field, hasn't been in a high-volume passing offense either. Um, I own him in a bunch of dynasty teams. I could write the story where he's their leading receiver and it's an easy pickup, or I could write the story where Zay Flowers, Odell, and Andrews all have more targets. You know, Yeah, there's there's some, some mouths to feed there in the passing yeah. game. Uh, Rashad Bateman might be one of those sneaky players where another team should swoop in. And uh, if he doesn't end up being more than maybe a number two, three receiving option for them, maybe try to trade for him next yeah. offseason. Put him on Green Bay or, you know, there's a lot or, or Kansas City. You know, I mean, there's a lot of spots to have him. Ooh, so, yeah. how about this little nugget I heard this morning? Is I was listening to a, a fantasy podcast about best ball right now, which I might get inv- invested in best ball. I've never done it. But I guess Beckham, Flowers, and Bateman. Their ADP is all right next to each other. It's like 140, 141, 142. Like, I don't know who I'd rather have. And I yeah, can understand. Flip that. a coin. Yeah, yeah. Them all and then dead cut even. the other two halfway through. <laughs> right, right. They're all dead even right now. Peyton Turner, defensive end out of Houston, was the Saints pick at 28. That's a no right now. No, right. I mean, how do you even consider it? I mean, of course, all these guys can have really big year threes. And we only, we only have two thirds of the information of what the teams will have when they make that decision next year. But and um, five of them will miss a lot of time with injuries, too. Right. Yeah, you know. work to be done for sure, and and big time work for some of these guys because it's on it's not looking good. Uh, Eric Stokes, Packers cornerback, he's been okay, but no, yeah. you know, yeah, that's a tough one. I, I could see that going in either direction, but mm-hmm. right now, if they had to make the decision, probably not. I like the uh, player similarly with uh, Greg Rousseau, right? Edge, uh, edge, big edge rusher for the Bills. I mean, the- he's hardly even a starter. I mean, they and that's by design. They have so many defensive linemen. But I can't jump on board yet. But really, these last three are all edge rushers. Rousseau, Oway, Tryon. I mean, kind of like we said about Quiddy Pay. Could one of them have a dozen sack season or you know double digit sack season? It's possible, but they're not indicating they're you know that's that they're knocking on the door to do that. No, no indication that that season is coming for those guys right now yeah. at the 30, 31, 32. Um, you know, all different shapes there, but. Interesting. And, you know, like we, we talk a lot about positional value, too. But, you know, right now, Najee Harris and Travis Etienne, while I wouldn't have taken those running backs in the first round, even though the positional value isn't there, they've, they've had better careers and have been more valuable to their teams than than O.A. and, and Tryon had the edge guys at the yeah. end of them. Pretty much anyone drafted after them, to be honest with you. And these last six, seven picks oh. haven't been great. Well, Stokes has been decent. I mean, Newsom and Stokes have been useful. You know, maybe that's a, a yeah. little bit harsh. In their corners. I bet the Jaguars wish that they had moved up one spot for Tyson Campbell, the first pick in the second round, because he's mm. been nice for them, and, and I think they would like to have a fifth-year option on him. Yeah, and then the next two picks were Elijah Moore and Javante Williams, who won change teams, and I don't know if Williams will ever be the same. Yeah, Javon Holland was the next pick, the fourth selection in the uh, in yeah, the second should... round. He's been awesome for the, the Dolphins. 
Dickerson's been a quality guard for the Eagles too. And I think Barmore is a potential breakout, but luckily in a way you're kind of happy. You don't have to make the decision on those guys from the fifth yeah. year option. You know, you like just play it straight and just like, yeah, yeah. you're up, you're up and we'll re- we'll resign you or we won't. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's why a lot of teams are are just declining the option because it's making their decisions easier too. If it's not a Mm -hmm. slam dunk, it's like, well, look, we'll just we'll resign you if you have a big fourth year, you know. Mm -hmm. But prove it. And and I've told people this around here often, like a year. I know this is small potatoes, but a year ago, the Steelers didn't pick up Terrell Edmonds' option, and it was an easy one. If we were talking about Edmonds right now, I'd be like, no. But then they resigned him at an okay deal right after the season ended. You know, like it doesn't mean your guy is never going to play for your team again. It just means I'm not guaranteeing you X amount of dollars in that fifth year. So I wasn't even keeping track of how many yeses we thought there was, but it felt like there's an opportunity for more, but some work needs to be done than the 12 options that were picked up, 12 and a half options that were picked up from the 2020 class. Um, At about 14 or 15, just as you were saying that sentence, I was like, yes, 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 and trying to count. And a couple of those, like Fields and Horn, I'm not going to say were slam dunks, but I would say I'm definitely going to take the over on 12. Yes, as would I. Yeah, no doubt. Interesting. All right, that was fun. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On If we podcast. listen for this a year from now, we might laugh at ourselves to no end, though. Oh, it's like, hilarious. They can almost all flip the other direction. They really could. Yeah, almost. Very I, I, would, I would say there's five or six that are like, yeah, boy, I know where that's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Um, we're back Monday. We will be breaking down every single team's NFL draft division by division right here. Peacock and Williamson.